waste makes waste. My mom used to say this all the time and it bugged me, but mostly because she said it so slowly. Kirsten, haste makes waste. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. I'm certain we have all heard the phrase haste makes waste before, haven't we? I was curious about its origin, so I decided to look it up. I mean, I knew it was in Proverbs 19.2. This is what it says there. It is not good to have zeal without knowledge, nor to be hasty and miss the way. Also, Paul said something about it in Romans chapter 10, verse 2 as well. He was talking about people who wanted to follow after God, but they didn't have the truth. And he was referring back also to this proverb, but what he was saying here in in Romans chapter 10, verse 2, he says this, I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge since they do not know the righteousness that comes from God, which is the righteousness that comes to us through Christ. Zealous for God, wanting to follow after God, but uh, not based on knowledge. Haste would make waste, being zealous without knowledge. So, As I look at this phrase, haste make waste, I thought, well, where else has it been found? Where did it come from? So as I looked it up, here's what I found out. The idea that haste is counterproductive is an ancient one and can be found in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. So the exact phrase, however, they said, haste makes waste exactly occurred later. The first recorded instance was in 1575. What does it mean, you might ask? You might not because you're like, it is super obvious. Why are we talking about it so much? But it was fun for me to read the listed meanings, so I thought maybe you'd enjoy them too. There's five. Meaning one, if you do things too quickly, you can make mistakes. I learned this last week. Well, I've learned it all my life, but last week this also happened. I was at a closeout store at a Creative Kids stuff, which I love that store. And everything was like already marked out. And then they said, take an additional 60% off. So I bought this baby seat thing for the best price ever. It was called a Trip Trap Baby Set, in case you care about that. It looked perfect. It looked like one of those little baby seats you can strap onto any chair anywhere so you could accommodate a small child. The picture on the box seemed to say all that as I glanced at it quickly. The baby on the front was smiling, so obviously it was very comfortable. So I bought it. What a bargain. Oh man, I was bragging to Kenny. I got it for less than half price. This is great. This can be a great gift. So I took it home, took it out, and then noticed, man, it doesn't have very many straps. I tried hooking it onto a normal chair and saw clearly it would never work right. So now I decided to read the box. Oops, it was an attachment meant for a specific trip trap high chair. I went to return it just like a half hour later because we're gonna be driving right by that store again. And as I walked in, the clerk pointed to big signs everywhere that said, all sales final. I asked if that was also true if I was just really stupid. She said, yes. I said, well, I think that's stupid. And then I said, I was sorry because I was just frustrated. Although I can, I'm not going to tell you examples for the rest of these meetings, just in case you're wondering for this phrase, haste makes waste. I'm just going to list them for you. Number two, doing things too quickly will result in bad finishing. Number three, hurrying will result in poor endings. Number four, you will make mistakes if you're too hasty. 
I have so many examples of this. I remember gonna touch up one spot when I was painting quick before I put my paintbrushes away. And I thought, ugh, I don't need to get all tape it all off and put down tarps about it. So in the process, I drop my paintbrush, hit it instead of catching it. I get paint all over the floor, the walls and my clothes, everywhere except that one spot I was gonna clean up. Haste makes waste. You will make mistakes if you are too hasty. But my favorite meaning listed was this. Rushing through things causes errors resulting in time, efforts, resources, etc., being wasted. And my favorite story about this involves me, but more in a supporting role than as a lead actor. That role is played by my dearest friend, Denise, who I've invited today to share her story with me and the rest of you as well. I affectionately refer to this story as the day Denise saved the dog of the most ungrateful owner. As I introduce my friend, you need to know a few things. She has the most compassionate heart of anyone I have ever met, truly. She's kind, she's generous, she truly loves people and loves animals, like loves them. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh through this whole thing. Denise, do you remember the death of Scratchy? Oh, wow. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Do you remember the death of, uh, death yes. of Scratchy? And I can't remember if Scratchy was a gerbil or a hamster. I can't believe you can't remember that, but <laughs> a hamster. And he would always mm -hmm. get lost. And where would he usually go when he would get lost? Well, it depends on where he was when yeah. he had that trouble. <laughs> but um, the time that I think you're referring to was when uh, our husbands were both out of town together, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Um, where were they? Were they, they were ice, ice fishing? fishing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, ice fishing. And uh, Scratchy took a bad <laughs> turn into the sump pump. Uh, and oh, I remember discovering mm -hmm. that and was very traumatized. And I called you, of course, yes. first thing. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. And and I remember I was at a meeting and I couldn't get away. And I heard the panic in your voice. And I'm like, can I come over as soon as I can right after the meeting? And I did. And we fished him out. And then I remember you putting him in a box because it was winter. And you wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to wait and give him a proper burial proper when the spring burial. came, which I thought was very sweet. Um, but that's not the, what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk about the story about when you were driving back to Wilmer from St. Cloud. Do you remember what town you were in exactly? Yes, or near? I do. Yeah. I'm, but I'm kind of wondering why you invited me for this story because I'm not making the correlation, but I'll go ahead. With the and, haste well, makes waste. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm not sure where we're going to tie that in, but... Um, Cold Spring was where I was on the highway. Okay, and what I remember is that you were on the highway and you saw a dog running. I saw a Cocker Spaniel. A Cocker Spaniel running. Yes. And where was the dog running exactly? Right on the side of the road in a very precarious place. Mm -hmm. um, it was dark out. I was worried. <laughs> the dog looked panicked. So I pulled over and invited it into my car and it came. Did, how did it just get in? Did you like... It just jumped in. Seriously? You just mm -hmm. opened the door and it just mm -hmm. came right in? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Were any of the kids with you or anything? I no, don't remember I that. I myself. Okay. Yes. All right. So no no kids there. All right. So there you are, a strange dog in your van. And then what did you do next? Well, I did the responsible thing and looked mm -hmm. at the tag. Okay. And saw that uh, and looked up the address. Mm -hmm. And actually, it was I was very close. I saw mm -hmm. the street was right by me where mm -hmm. I was. So, so I did the responsible thing and tried to find the house mm -hmm. and I found the house. No one was home. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the dog is running kind of near his house, but felt dangerous. So on the highway. <laughs> 
<laughs> pick them up. And then now what do you do? So no one's at the house. No one's at the house. So, so now I, what do you I do? Had a difficult decision. <laughs> right, make. right. So I decided to take the pup home with me to Wilmer. <laughs> okay. And how far is that? Just for people, oh, just, you know, like about roughly in, about 45 minutes. 40 miles. Yeah. 40 miles. Yeah. Okay. So now you have the Cocker Spaniel, this man's Cocker Spaniel mm -hmm. in your car and you're going um, 40 miles away. I'm mm -hmm. bringing him home. So, all right. So you bring him home and then how did you end up contacting the owner? I kind of remember you called like the vet from the tag to find out who the owner was. Yes, I do. Think or something like did, that. Right, and then you called the owner. Uh-huh. And then you, so you talked to the owner and what is the plan? Like, what do you guys the plan talk is about? The plan was going to come and get the dog the next day. Okay. He was not a real chatty guy. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. So, so I remember it was either that night or the next morning. I remember you calling me. Um, also, panic also panic. Not maybe as much as well, maybe more than scratchy. And you tell me that the the dog has escaped from your yeah, yard. It was much more because panic, it was like under yes. the fence or something. So yeah, this was an awful situation mm -hmm. because the was dog, it the next morning? Yes. Or, okay. And, and the dog was in the backyard. And mm -hmm. um, and where was it? Was the owner? He was on his way. <laughs> Um, to pick up the dog and um, okay. mm -hmm. already, like I said, he wasn't real chatty. He no. was very like... As a matter of fact, yes. just going to come get his he dog. a little put out yeah. he was coming to wellness. So, so then... Um, so I remember you calling me and I came over and we got in your van and we were going to drive around right. and look for him. Um, and I can't remember at what point, but I did call the radio station mm -hmm. in town and had them make an announcement that there was a dog <laughs> missing. And, and, um, and did you call the police too? To say that there was one in case someone turned one in to call you. I called the chef, like the, well, yeah, I think it through mm -hmm. the um, Humane Society. You know right. how they, when they yeah. pick up a dog, yeah. So. Actually, I don't know that, but now yeah, I know that. Yeah. Okay, so you called them. And then I remember coming over, and I will say this. We have had practice before driving around in your van, <laughs> calling and looking for a dog. Because do you remember when Sonny used to escape? <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, okay, anyway, so this, was, this, this, this is not worse. your own dog, and, right? Because it's somebody else's right. dog, right? Okay, so you call the, the Humane Society, right. you call KWLM so to announce it. The the worst part was mm -hmm. when the guy showed up and I didn't have his dog. Okay, well, let's talk. We'll get to I that in one second. You're getting ahead of the story right here, mm -hmm. but that's okay. And it was good that you could do KWLM because then everyone could be looking. It was kind of like a pre cell phone like Fido alert or right. something, which is a good idea, and. And apparently a family from the church found the dog later, which is mm -hmm. great, but I can't, um, actually, I want to know which family, but we can't say oh, their name yeah. out loud. So just mouth it for me. Right. So I can, mm -hmm. Oh, they, they live yeah. quite far away from me. <laughs> they live like a mile. It's a miracle. It's, it's a miracle. It a miracle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. So that was, that was quite um, far away. So yes. now um, where's the, where's the owner by this time? Like now, while things are being announced and everything, where, where well, is he? He hadn't gotten there quite yet. Okay. He, then mm -hmm. when he got there shortly after he mm -hmm. started looking then on his own. All right. Own. So he showed up before you had the dog. Yes. So he's at the house yes. and you still have <laughs> So then he drove around. Was he mad or anything? Or? He was really short with me. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't feeling in love, but he went to look for a while. And then mm -hmm. when he came back, mm -hmm. we had heard from this family. They had contacted the radio station. So we were able to go get the dog. Right. So, and then they were reunited. And then they were reunited. And then here's what I, here's what I remember. I remember he wasn't very happy. And then I remember him also telling you that 
he runs there all the time because it's so close to his house. But you didn't know that, and you were just concerned. And so in right. your in your speed to in take mind. care of this mm -hmm. dog, this is what has happened. Mm -hmm. So do you remember how long it was before the dog showed up? Like, well, the guy was there looking, and how long it took before I the would family say it was called? Maybe an hour. Oh, was, yeah. was it really? I thought you were going to say ten minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay, and can I please just tell the last part of the story because it makes oh, me laugh so so hard. The part about the guy and, and about the fact that when you were talking to me and saying that um, that he wasn't very uh, what was the word you used? Grateful. I think grateful. And honestly, I do remember that conversation this. because even when I was telling you, I was like, I can't believe he's very. He didn't even say thank you. He was very ungrateful. This is so rude. And I remember you were <laughs> yes, just that like, was silent. I was because I'm like, like oh my gosh, <laughs> you call me and you're like all miffed at him. Like after all I did, he didn't even say thank you. And you were thinking, truly, you saved his dog from danger. Then you found him when he was lost, which required you to call law enforcement and radio stations. So that, I mean, that makes sense to yes. me when I think of it that way. And he was like, oh my gosh, lady, you, you stole my dog. You required me to drive an hour to retrieve him at which point you told me you lost him and then you told me I had to stay here until I finally got him right and you think oh my gosh yeah you think that the least that he could say was thank, was you. thank you that would be really great now you might be thinking how does this how does this reason yes I am thinking that <laughs> well well I, I think did. <laughs> for, land the plane yes. bring it home <laughs> Because I'm still really justifying my point. You sure are. Yeah. And here's what I'm saying. And honestly, you know, I mean, it was also well intentioned. But as we look at that last definition of what haste waste is, it says it's rushing through things, causing errors, which results in time, efforts, resources, etc., being wasted. Now, obviously, making a guy drive down and retrieve his dog that wasn't as much as in danger as we first thought, and all that is. A pretty small mistake to make. It's not that big of a deal. So just you know, you're not like you're not like the bad the bad portion of this. But when we think about how is, it relates to scripture, when we think about this, it's it is a serious thing. When we look at Proverbs nineteen two, where it says, "Hey, don't have zeal without knowledge. Don't be hasty and miss the way." How can I be hasty and miss the way? What do you mean zeal without knowledge? If I'm going to serve God the way God should be served and wants to be served, if I'm going to love God the way God wants to be loved, if I'm going to receive love the way that God wants to give it to me, I need to have knowledge based on that zeal. I don't want to just be, oh yeah, I just really want to be so spiritual. And I'm just going to kind of tie into that. I need to have knowledge. And where am I going to get that? I'm going to get it through God's words. That's what Paul was trying to tell the people in um, Rome as well. He was trying to tell them, hey, here's what I can testify about some of these people. They're not going to be saved because here's the deal. They're zealous for God, but it's not based on knowledge. They're going to spin their wheels and go nowhere. They're going to add this decision onto this decision, and then this mistake will happen, and then this mistake will happen. And what's going to end up at the end is they're not going to be able to um, relate to God in a way that he desires to relate to them, in the way that he created them to relate to him. So when we think about our own lives, you know, part of it is like, yeah, I hear my mom, haste makes way, slow down, don't make mistakes, don't make a decision and then based on another one, and then you get to the end and it's not going to be a good plan. Don't do that. I hear that and I get that. But the bottom line is what else? The bottom line is, as I think about my relationship with God, as I think about the way that I am to relate to God is his creation with him being my creator, I cannot have zeal or energy or this great desire 
without knowledge because I'm going to miss the way. What's the way? John 14, 6. Jesus is, he said it, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through him. We need to have the knowledge of this. We need to have the knowledge of who Jesus is and that he is who he said he is and he did what he said he's going to do. He came, he died, he paid the penalty for our sin. He was raised again on the third day and he promises he's going to come back and he offers those who place their faith and trust in him, he offers them salvation. Don't be hasty and miss that. Don't be hasty and miss the way, the truth and the life because that is not what God wants. He wants us to come to repentance and he wants us to be in relationship with him.